Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. Faithful Filipino valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, The Lost Key. The Green Hornet strikes again. The day shift was leading the entrance gates of the war plant. As they crowded into the street, they were suddenly thrown into a state of excitement. Hey, look, 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 look. one of the buildings at the plant blew up. Turn in a fire alarm, somebody. We just got out and cried. Hi, Casey. Is Reed in? Expert, if you slam that door again, it won't make any difference if Mr. Reed's in or not. So help me out. Jo- nice quiet place we have around here. Oh, hello, Reed. I was just asking if you were okay, in. Okay, I- I'm in. So what, Expert? Did you read the story I phoned in on that war plant explosion? I was at cops' headquarters when the call came in, so I Yeah, took- I read it, Expert. It was okay, but the clarion had the story on the street before we did. Sure, and I did the best I could, Reed. I can't get a scoop every time, you know. Every time is good. <laughs> now, Casey, it is no use oh, if you... Oh, skip it, Axford. Say, if you have nothing else to do this evening, you uh, might Hold on, a... Reed. If you don't mind, I'd like to run down to Union Station. Union see. Station? Well, what for? But I picked up this key I got here in my pocket. It was in the street outside the war plant. Oh, what's that key got to do with your going to the station, Axford? I... 
sort of dumb about such things. Sure, you're right about that, Casey. What? For your information, this is the key to one of them station lockboxes. It says so right on the key itself. So that's her there. Sure. I want to go down and see what's in the lockbox, and then find the owner. You couldn't be thinking you might get a reward, could you, Axford? Whoosh, no. Such a thought never entered me mind. Of course, if I do find the owner, and he insists that I take a slight... (laughs) I knew it. You go ahead, Axford. Maybe somebody left a fortune in jewels in that box. You never can tell. Or it might be a pair of old shoes, Axford. Of course, they'd have to be mighty big to fit you. Uh, Go along with your kidding, Casey. Whatever it is, I'll see that the owner gets it back. He might even be there waiting. (laughs) Yes, and maybe you'll find a pretty blonde waiting, Axford. Casey, no one can say Michael Axford's a wolf. The blonde should be waiting. It wouldn't make a bit of difference. Uh, well, um, not much, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, expert, and satisfy your curiosity. Yes, and if you find a nice spy all tied up in that box, let us know. Casey, for two pins, Axford. I, uh, uh, okay, Reed, okay. I'm going. Axford, now you watch that door. Huh? Oh, so long. Let's see now. Box 102. Ah, here it is. I'll soon see what's in it. Huh. A briefcase it is. And now I might as well take a look in it. Uh, nothing but a lot of automatic pencils. Must belong to some pencil salesman. Hmm. Slip of paper with an address on it. 24 River Street, apartment 2. Well, now, that's quite a ways from here. I'll phone me and tell him I'm going to take this over there before I go back to the Sentinel. He'll sure have the laugh on me. Well, Spike, what do you think? It looks like a flat foot, all right. Take a glance around and see if anyone's spotting us, Joe. Yeah. Don't seem to be. We better do something before he gets away with that briefcase. Look, he's heading for the phone booth. Yeah. Guess he's wise to what's in that case. Come on. What are you going to do? We're going to get that mug before he can cause us trouble, that's what. Come on. to stay overtime. We can finish those letters in the morning. Well, I'm just about finished, Mr. Reed. I... Mr. Reed's office. Hello, Cassie. Let me speak to Reed. <laughs> just a minute. It's Axford for you, Mr. Oh. Reed. <laughs> he probably wants to tell me about his big plan. Hello, Axford. Did you find a fortune? Uh, was not but a briefcase filled with some automatic pencils, Reed. Oh, pencils, eh? That's right. As long as I've got it, I might as well take it to the owner. There's a slip of paper with an address on it. Uh, 24 River Street, apartment 2. After I take it there, I'll... Oh! Axford. Hello, Axford. Were you cut off, Mr. Reed? From what I heard, I'd say Axford was struck down from behind. Call police headquarters in this case right away. Also tell them to investigate apartment 2 at 24 River Street. Yes, sir. I'm going down to the station and have a look around. Axford's run into trouble, and I don't doubt that that briefcase he found has something to do with it. Riff Reed went to this station, but finding no clue to Axford's whereabouts, 
He returned to his office at the Sentinel building to wait for a report from police headquarters. Finally, the phone rang. Hello? Hello, Mr. Reed. This is Sergeant Burke. Oh, yes, Sergeant. Any news of Axford? Not yet, Mr. Reed. We're still looking. Did you send anybody to the address Miss Case gave you? Sure, I went along myself. Whoever had the place had cleared out, looked like. I posted one of the boys out front to keep watch in case anyone goes there. I see. Well, I wish there were more I could tell you, but... We gave you all the information we got from Axford. Yeah, I know. A funny thing, but I can't see why anyone would get head up over Axford finding a few pencils in a briefcase. Yeah, it is strange. Uh, by the way, the federal men decided the explosion at the war plant was sabotage, Mr. Reed. I thought you might like to know. Sabotage, eh? Yeah, somebody must have left an incendiary bomb in that swell munition warehouse there. Well, it's possible, Sergeant. Yeah. Well, don't worry too much about Axford. We'll do our best to find him. I'm sure you will. Well, call me if you learn anything more. I must admit I am worried. Sure, sure, I know. Well, I'll do that, Mr. Reed, just as soon as I have any news. So long. Goodbye, Sergeant. Riff Reed left his office and went to his apartment, where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting the young publisher told Cato the facts leading up to Axford's disappearance. Then, while Cato went to the kitchen to prepare some food, Britt Reed sat staring at the floor. The clean-cut features of the so-called playboy were furrowed in deep thought. Suddenly, his eyes narrowed. A hard, cold expression transformed his features. No longer was he Britt Reed, indolent young playboy. Instead, he had assumed his other personality, that dreaded terror of the underworld, the Green Hornet. Suddenly, he called. Cato. Come in, Mr. Britt. Hurry. What is it, Mr. Britt? You think of something, perhaps? Yes. Cato, remember I told you the war plant explosion was thought to be sabotaged, probably an incendiary bomb. Yes, sir. There are known to be such things as incendiary pencils. Oh, well, that's true. You think... Yes. Those pencils Axford found in that briefcase could have been incendiaries. He mentioned they were automatic pencils. Well, that explains why someone feels great concern over Axford finding them. He attacked by spies, perhaps. Could be. The police are doing all they can, but... but... you think perhaps Green Hornet be of help, maybe? Yes. First, I'm going to have a look through that apartment on River Street. The police leave guard there, so you tell me. Nevertheless, we'll have to risk it. Black Beauty ready. Also, mask and gas gun. Come on, then. Let's get going. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Rip Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming Black Beauty sped into the darkness. Policemen out front not suspect we in back alley, Mr. Britt. It's a chance we have to take, Cato. You wait here. I won't be long. And keep your eyes open. I'll wait and watch. 
moving quickly and silently, Britt Reed entered the back door of the apartment house and soon stood before apartment two. Finding the door locked, he used a skeleton key. In a matter of seconds, he entered and closed the door behind him. I'll have to use my flashlight with care. There was some way. Hmm, I wonder. Well, I'll take a chance and answer it with my hand over the mouthpiece. Hello? That you, Spike? Yeah. This is Moby. I've been trying to get you for a half an hour. So what? Hey, you must have a cold or something, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want? Now, there's a cop out front watching this joint. You uh, better go to the other place, Mopey. You mean Osaka's? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You uh, know where it is, don't you? Sure I know where it is. It's over on... Hey, wait a minute. Why'd you ask me do I know where it is? I thought you sounded kind of funny. You ain't Spike at all. Now, hold on, Mopey. I... Nah. He hung up on me. If I told him to come here, the cop out in front would have scared him away. Osaka. I wonder if that name's in the phone book. I saw one in the desk drawer. Might as well have a look. Uh, let's see now. I'll have to hold this light on. O. O. S. As Britt Reed, with his back to the door, bent over the open phone book on the table, he failed to hear the faint click as the door behind him began to open slowly. A dark figure moved silently through the doorway, and a groping hand reached cautiously along the wall toward the light switch. Suddenly, the room flooded with light, and Britt Reed turned in quick surprise to face the steady gun of a heavy-set policeman. What the... Don't make a move, or I'll... Holy smokes! The Green Hornet! So what? Your game is up on it. Now put up your hands and quick. So you think you're going to take me in, eh? On it, you've given us the slip for a long time. You're wanted, dead or alive. So? So I'm not taking any chances, see? I'm going to turn you in dead. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment.
And now back to our story. As Britt Reed stood facing the officer's gun, he knew that the moment called for quick action. Quick thinking and swift movement were part of his training. Suddenly, he lunged downward into the side, <coughs> grabbing the end of the scatter rug upon which the officer stood as he fell. Hey! You fell down on the job, copper. So long. Come back here, wait! <laughs> I'm not dead yet, officer. Yeah, so far, Cato. I hear shooting. Well, I almost felt it, Cato. Get going, quick. Where we go now, Mr. Brady? I wish I knew, Cato. That guy on the phone spoke of going to Osaka's place. I looked through a phone book, but there wasn't any Osaka listed there. Osaka sounds like Japanese name. Yes, it does. Bad Japanese-American merchant named Osaka Kyoto who have store on Water Street. I not know other by name of Osaka. Osaka Kyoto, huh? I thought Osaka was the last name, but it could be that Osaka Kyoto is the one that fellow Mopi mentioned. Drive down there, we'll investigate, Kato. We'd be there quick like anything, Mr. Britt. You betcha. Meantime, Mopi arrived at the hideout in a subterranean room reached by a secret passage from Osaka Kyoto's store above. He related his experience to the others present. And you mean to say that some guy answered the phone and said he was me? Yeah, that's what he said, all right. Well, I'll be. Do you think it was a flatfoot spike? Uh, maybe, Joe. Listen, Mopi, what'd you say to that jerk you talked to? Well, I didn't tell him nothing, Spike. I says, should I come there? And he says, no, a copper was watching the joint. Funny you should warn you. If he was a copper, maybe he was trying to pump Mopey. Yeah. What else, Mopey? Come on, think hard now. Well, I said, maybe I should go to Osaka's place there. And he said, yeah. And then he... You stupid one. Was there need to mention my honorable name? Hey, don't call me Shut stupid. Up, there are ways, my stupid friend, to quiet your mouth which gives forth utterances unworthy of the human tongue. Oh, lay off him, Osaka. He don't mean no harm. If I thought he meant what I thought skip he meant, it, I... Skip it, skip it, Mopey. Osaka's the one who pays us dough. Let him say what he wants to for all we care. Yeah. Does it not enter the mind of my friend that the mention of my worthy name by the careless one may bring someone here to investigate? Hey, Spike, he's got something there. What if someone was pulling a trick and should find us, stuff? <laughs> you don't know Osaka. He's got things fixed around here, so he's ready for anything. Ain't you, Osaka? Oh, yes. One would first have to discover the secret entrance to this hidden room. Should such be the case, he would come down to face our ready weapon. Yeah. A little light lights up when the panel opens. Ain't that something, Joe? <laughs> Osaka's smart, all right. What are you going to do with the big blimp we got tied up in the storeroom there? Oh, uh, fat one is most uncooperative. It's necessary to find out how he discover a location of briefcase and also to whom he make a phone call. Even with all the slapping around we give him, he wouldn't talk. Well, Japanese have other means of loosening tongue, my honorable friend. Later, Osaka used such methods on fat one. After he talks, we shall send him to join his unworthy ancestors. Who's he going to send him to, Spike? 
Hey, I don't get most of what Osaka says. He don't speak good English to my way of thinking. Don't be a sap, Moby. Osaka means if that fat reporter we got tied up in there don't sing soon, he's going to bump him off. In fact, he gets bumped off one way or the other. Osaka don't kid around none. <laughs> I'll say he don't. Why don't you go in and work on that guy now, Osaka? Perhaps you speak with wisdom, my friend. As soon as we discuss our plans for further sabotage, this unworthy person shall proceed to loosen the tongue of this fat one. Arriving in the vicinity of Osaka Kyoto's store, Britt Reed and Kato hid the black beauty in a secluded spot. Then, together, they quietly approached the back door of the darkened shop. Oh, place all dark, Mr. Britton. Yes, we may be on the wrong track, but we'll go inside and take a look around just to be sure. I'll force the lock. That did it. Come on. That's not a very big place, Kato. No. There's just one room for store without divisions. It's only a one-story building, too. There's no living quarters connected with it. Look like Osaka Kyoto lives somewhere else. Not live at shop. Yeah, evidently, this isn't the Osaka Mopi Mat. Seems... Listen! You hear someone cry out? Yeah, I thought I did. Listen. That sounded like Axford. That seemed to come from below. But there are not any steps going down. Come on, Axford. Along the walls. Look for a panel or some kind of a door. Flashlights aren't quite bright enough. Kato, I come here. Look, a faint crack here, see? Could be a panel in the wall. Let's see. Yeah, that's it, all right. Now to find out how to open it. There's no knob or handle. No, but there's plenty of molding along this wall. Pull and push on some of it. It not seem to be way through. Wait. What you see? Look here. In that spot, the molding's worn, see? That must be it. Oh, no doubt. We go down together? No. You wait at the top of the steps. It must be behind that panel. Here, take this. If you need it, you'll know what to do with it. Oh, that's why we wear special masks. Yes, let's go. Now to open the secret panel. Hey, Osaka, come here. <laughs> uh, fat one fainted with fear before I even touched him with a hot poker. Never mind him. Look at the warning light. What? Someone coming through the panel above. Get your weapons ready, all of you. Joe, you stand over there. Right. Mopey, you go to the other side. With four guns covering the stairway, the unwary intruder will not escape. Shh. He's coming. Well, a reception committee headed by a Jap. What do you know? What the... Jumping guy, Patsy. He's the Green Hornet. So, the dishonorable criminal walks into our trap. That word dishonorable's right up your alley, Osaka. You Japanese sure know its meaning, but good. The bug's got a lot of nerve, all right. Don't you see we all got you covered, Hornet? So what? We shall soon show you. Uh, take him in with the fat one. Yes. <laughs> I shall enjoy watching them both squirm. Hold it. Nobody's touching me. As for you, Osaka Kyoto, so-called American citizen, you and all your miserable kind will squirm in plenty. Rush him! We are four against one. Walking like a true Japanese. Let him have it! <laughs> uh, 
Dear God! Where did it come from? Go! Force your way through the stairs. Quick! One of you is most dishonorable weapon. Hurry! Not so fast, Jeff Rath. More gas! Gas the gun! Bear, won't you let her get away with it? I think not. <laughs> Stop, Tears. Oh! Think for yourself, buddy. Oh, I give up. I give up. Get me out of here. This puts you off right now. Hey, uh... yeah, that one sure surprised him. Let's open that door over there. Axford must be there. Well, there, Axford. He's tied up. Not conscious. Let me have a look. No, he's all right. We'll untie him. There. Now what we do? We'll get out of here. Then you can call the police and have them come out here and pick up that bunch of spies. Come on. Sometime later that night, when Britt Reed, who was waiting up, answered a knock at the apartment door. Well, Sergeant Burke, I've been waiting up for you. Hi, Reed. Axford. A relief. Come on in. Wait till you hear all the news, Mr. Reed. News, Sergeant? What I want to know right now is what on earth happened to you, Axford? Reed, it's a long story, that it is. But believe it or not, I got a scoop for the Sentinel. A scoop? Well, what is it? Sure, and Axford got to look for some spies, Mr. Reed, and somehow... How I'll never know, he rounded them up all by himself, or so he says. Oh, is that right, Axford? Well, now, in a way, it is right, Reed. After finding them pencils, which turned out to be incendiary pencils the spies were using, I got took by a couple of guerrillas to a Jap's house. A Jap's house? Well, it was really a store, but they took me through a secret panel into the room below where they were hiding out. Then they tried to torture me into telling what I knew. But I didn't let them make me talk. I didn't know you had that much fortitude, Axford. Who, me? Sure, and I fought the whole bunch, that I did. That ain't what fortitude means, Axford. Don't be dumb. Dumb am I? And me catching them spies where the whole force was out trying to find just me alone. Go along with you, Sarge. Tis you who's dumb. <laughs> oh, no, no, take it easy. Oh, Axford, I'm quite relieved to have you back with us, safe and sound. And I'm proud of what you did in rounding up those spies. He swears he didn't have any help, Mr. Reed. Help was it? Did you see anyone else standing around when you and them boys here come looping in to get them spies in the evidence and all? No. But I did see something else, Axford, that you overlooked. What, for instance, I'd like to know? This. A hornet seal, eh? The green hornet seal. Where did you get that, Sarge? It was stuck on the forehead of that Jap spy. That's where I got it. <laughs> I suppose while poor Mr. Reed was walking the floor worrying about you, you were knocking out them spies and beating off the green hornet single-handed, Axford. Well, what about it, Axford? Well, no, maybe I was and maybe I wasn't. But if I up and say I was, who was there here who can say I wasn't, I'd like to know. It will be a secret between myself and the Green Hornet, that it will. Yeah, I guess that's right. You'll never tell, and we can't find the Hornet to ask him. So we'll have to take your word for it, Axford. Thanks, Sarge. Thanks. <laughs> Axford, you're a wonder. <laughs>
These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Henry Stambaugh speaking. This is the Blue Network of the American Broadcasting Company.